to the second episode of Feminist Chats. I'm your host, Clarissa Lunday. And I'm Rosalie Perry. Um, and this episode is a little bit different because we originally had wanted to have a guest on the show, but instead, um, we are going to be talking about the colonialism and consumerism of Thanksgiving. Um, before we get into that, though, we are doing our first book check-in for Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Um, where are you at in the book, Resley? I am at the part where she is... Where do you go? I'm not too far... It's right in between. So I stopped at a poem or like a poem kind of thing. Uh, dropping keys. So that's on page 45, 44. Nope. 39, 40, 40, 41. 41? Yeah. No. It's 47. Yeah. 45, 45, 40. No, it's 43. 43. Oh. Yeah. 40. Dropping keys is 43. Page 43. My bad. So it was like when she's starting to talk about um, her, her and bulimia. Her, I don't know if you went that far. Are you going that far? I am actually further than you. <laughs> I thought you were further than me. No. Um, I, I am on. I had to go back because I was at that point where like, I lost where I was reading, so I had to go back. It's okay. I am on page 91, uh, the first chapter of part. No, not the first chapter of part three. Um, I think that third no the second chapter of part three ghosts um so far i am really loving this book um i was actually talking about it with my therapist <laughs> nice what, what did your therapist say uh my therapist thought she's actually read the book and she really liked it and uh she thought it was a good read for me mm -hmm. um considering the things that I have a lot of issues with um because it, it sounds like Glennon and I have similar religious backgrounds um I don't know if her parents were like pastors though <laughs> <laughs> yes buddy um oh if anyone can hear this is my dog, Manchester. Um, I don't know what he's barking at. Um, but yeah, like it, it kind of brought back some memories about things I was taught and raised on because of my religious background um, and how I've gone like... I'm I'm basically the black sheep in my family because I'm super free. I see. Mm -hmm. 
how do you think that kind of like relates to you and Glenn and like is, is there like a specific example you can give um <laughs> yes buddy um <laughs> I don't know I don't know what you're parking at stop it um so like when she when she's first talking about when we have that first real gender break mm -hmm. uh, like around 10 I actually had that when I was younger um so mine was probably around that age of seven or eight and that was partially because of my own trauma uh, but also like because my 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 dad was a pastor and both sets of grandparents were pastors. And so we kind of had to be in that separate gender role anyways. Um, and she was talking about how because of that, she like, when, when you have an eating disorder, it's you trying to find control. Yeah. And for her, it was, I don't want to go too far in it but it was her trying to be more fine. Like, and for me, like my, I didn't have any eating disorders, um, but I constantly like try to find acceptance within my family. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's like I'm playing two roles. Like I'm trying to be, myself uh but also trying to fit myself into this box and knowing i will never fit into this box yeah everyone is sorry my dog coda is like walking around looking at me <laughs> you guys don't know i have a doggy hi coda <laughs> oh her little sweater yeah your girlfriend was on the camera. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she wants to go out. This is her. Oh. You want to see Coda's? <laughs> Betty, it's Coda. It's Coda. And then she's Oh, our dogs are so funny. So we're talking about you fitting in that box. So it's really hard to really be in like a box. Yeah. Because everyone's very different. Like I think we spoke about that in the first episode, I believe. Yes. So don't worry if you're, don't be like, oh my gosh, I need to be like everyone else. Don't follow the trend because you're very different. That's what's makes you special. Don't don't try to fit into that box because you're not gonna fit. <laughs> That's why they made us exactly. Okay, so our next segment in the news, uh, feminism in the news. So um, you know about um, Sally Hemings and Thomas Jefferson, yes. Yes. 
Yes. Okay. Well, um, today the USA USA Today had a special article about a new book called Reclamation, uh, Sally Hemings, Thomas Jefferson, and a Descendant Search for Her Family's Lasting Legacy um, by, what's her name? Um, By Gail Jessup White. Um, who is a descendant of Thomas Jefferson and Sally Hemings. Um, And so like the book goes into her, her looking uh, into her family history and finding out uh, that Thomas Jefferson is her, let's see, five times great grandfather and also digging into the history of um the well-known narrative behind thomas jefferson and sally hemmings which was actually a political scandal um so it was used uh by jefferson's opponents to tarnish tarnish his reputation um by exposing his relationship with Sally Hemings, who we all know was an enslaved woman. And they used derogatory terms like uh, Dusty Sally and Black Sal um, to describe Hemings. What does that, those mean? Um, so, those what? Those terms. So Dusky Sally, uh, and Black Sal were used to describe Sally Hemings, mm-hmm. like what she looked at. Okay. So well, everyone, everyone knew she was an enslaved woman. Mm-hmm. So everyone presumes that she was Black because she was enslaved. So those terms were used to describe her. But Hemings was never able to contribute yeah. uh, to this narrative because she was enslaved. Um, so like, um, white dug into this more, um, and it ended up like her, her book ends up being about, um, not just like reclaiming their history, um, but also like, um, how generations of the Hemings and Jeffersons um, have either pushed Sally Hemings out of their history um, by trying to be more white um, or just not acknowledging her at all. So now we have someone who's acknowledging that past. And like, it's not, I mean, they probably not all of them didn't recognize Sally Hemings um, as their ancestor. But just that, just that pushing her out of history, like, or 
basically continuing to tarnish her reputation when she wasn't given a reputation because she was enslaved um, is astonishing that you have to reclaim that history um, as a descendant. So yeah, I thought I thought that was a really interesting article and definitely for me, uh, feminism in the news. No, I didn't know about that. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so our next segment uh, before our main show is on voters education. And Rosalie, would you like to talk about that? Yes, ma'am. Here. So I might be a little slow because my internet is being weird. So I just came back from Maryland to Seattle for a little bit. And now my internet doesn't want to work on my computer after coming home. Hey, <laughs> dokie. So we have the voter um, registration and voter um, information. So I'm going to go through a timeline that I, I put together from studying from feminism classes and just history. So in 1776, the Declaration of Independence was signed, meaning the right to vote is restricted to property owners, most of whom are white male Protestants over the age of 21. So that's when it first came to be. And then a few years later, 1848, it was the first women's rights convention that was held in Seneca Falls, New York. So that's, I felt like that I needed to put that in there because not I didn't know about it until like two years ago back in my class with um, Vero, our feminism, super cool professor. Mm -hmm. Shout out to you if you're watching this or when you watch this. <laughs> um, so women and men um, came together and they discussed social, civil, and religious conditions and the rights of women. So thank goodness that that happened. And... Um, what? I have a quote here from, I don't know if you know, Gloria Steinem. Yes. Yeah, I have a quote from her. <laughs> so, so for those of you who don't know who she is, she is a writer, um, kind of like a teacher, but she's a lecturer, lecturer, a political activist, and she is a feminist organizer. I have a quote here that specifically on voting, uh, she says, the voting booth is still the only place that a pauper equals a billionaire and any woman equals any man. It is the only place on earth in which everybody's equal. If we didn't fall for the idea that our vote doesn't count, an idea nurtured by those who don't want us to use it, we could elect feminists, women of all races, and some, and some diverse men too, who actually represent the female half of the country equally. Mm -hmm. It's up to us, one vote does in fact count. 
So I really like that quote from her. Yes. She is also the um, founder of Miss Magazine. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. I love that lady. Oh, my gosh. I love her. Okay. So if you are not registered to vote, go ahead and register, especially if you are of age. Um, This is a big issue because some people feel like their voice isn't heard. So this is another way for you to get that voice out there. And um, it actually makes a huge difference um, towards access to healthcare, uh, education, income, income inequality, or public safety, which um, for those who go to UW, I've been getting a lot of, you know, um, messages about safety issues. So that's something that we want to uh, fix and somehow discuss um, at a higher rate because sometimes it's that, especially if you are under the ages between 18 to 24, where most women are most likely to be vulnerable. And it's not only about you if you do vote, it's also about the other women and other every individual here and it gets more attention to uh, the candidates who are actually running or in office and um, we're looking out for the future generation um yes and what else do i have on here um, um, where is it so for there are three ways to register one is online uh 24 hours a day uh under the washington state of secretary state website um to register you would need a valid driver's license or id card um if you're in washington that's a washington state driver's license and state id card Um, Another one is by mail. Uh, You have to print the voter registration form and mail it to King County election or um, the county that you are in Um, and in person. So that's at the elections office in either Renton or any other location near you. And they also have community events. Um, I know, and I was a part of uh, Institute of Community Leadership down in Kent. So they always have um, voter registration events if you guys are interested too. Um, and um, people who can register are citizens of the United States, legal resident of um, the state that you're in, have to be at least 18 years of age on the election day or by, by then. Um, it's 19 hours. Did you hear that? Yes. That's my computer. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it will say something. Sorry. Um, not disqualified uh, from voting if you have a court order and um, Department of Corrections or with a felony conviction. Um, but if you are interested, future voters like 15, 16, or 17, you can always pre register and um, help others register to vote like your grandparents your parents and 
other stuff like that. Yeah. That's all I have for that. Yeah. Okay, I gotta pause this really quick. Fine. Okay, so our main segment, which I'm super excited about, um, in a super excited about talking about it kind of way, it's actually kind of depressing, um, is on Thanksgiving and the colonialism and consumerism of Thanksgiving. Um, Personally, this is near and dear to my heart. Uh, because of my research, um, which was on missing and murdered indigenous women and girls. Um, So I will go first. Uh, So I was, one of my sources um, was the Smithsonian Magazine. I saw that one. Yeah, Yeah. I read it. Um, And now I really want to check out uh, the book that they were talking about, which was This Land is Their Land uh, by David Silverman. And basically in the book, he's like, I'm totally going to say these names wrong. Uh, So any of our indigenous listeners, please correct me. (laughs) Um, He writes about the Wampanoag. Um, excuse me. (laughs) There must be something going outside my apartment. Sorry, peeps. Um, the Wampanoag peoples who lived, um, in the area surrounding Plymouth Rock. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if they actually lived on Plymouth Rock. But at least, like, they were in that area. Um, And their chief, uh, Osamaquin, offered the settlers, which is, this is is where we get the Thanksgiving from. Uh, He offered basically a treaty with the settlers or an entente uh, to protect his people. It was not actually a dinner. Uh, There was no dinner involved. It was basically you stay here, we stay here, we'll be cordial. Well, over the next 50 years, um, there was disease, expansion, and an exploitation of resources of the land. So basically, it was white settlers breaking this treaty. Um, And after that, after that 50 years, there was what was called King Philip's War which basically decimated uh, the Wampanoag people. Um, But, like, this history doesn't start there. Um, It doesn't start with Plymouth Rock. It doesn't start with Thanksgiving. Um, It doesn't even start with the Mayflower. Like, indigenous peoples were here at least... 12,000 years before um, what we consider Thanksgiving happened. Um, And like there was already a century before the Mayflower even arrived that the Wampanoag people as peoples, sorry, as well as 
um, many other indigenous nations and tribes had already gone through bloodshed um, and slave raiding at the hands of the Europeans. Um, so like all of that history comes to head when basically society once again uh, erases all of it to make it more white. Yeah, white one. Um, white washing history to make it seem like Native American people or indigenous peoples uh, gave the land to them for free yeah. over dinner. <laughs> yeah. That would be so weird though. Like you just give out your land just for dinner. Right? Like it's it's crazy. Um that was that was something like David Silverman said. Like he he was like uh, I, I get into this argument with my little brother um because he says indigenous nations like are socialist. Um and they have no sense of private property. Well, their idea of property was community property. Like the land was community land. Um, and so when the, when the people from the Mayflower came over, they actually bought the land. But it, like they, the, the Wampanoag people um, thought they were buying into their community right which essentially when you're buying land you're you're not like putting a stake there and saying this is now my land you still pay property taxes it's still part of the u.s (laughs) like (laughs) it, it it's like as if they went over to England, bought the land, and it's still part of England. Like, but this was entirely different. This was, they bought the land from the indigenous peoples, and then now it was New England. Mm. Yes. Which makes no sense, because it was still on indigenous land. So, like, and then... Like, after all of that, after all that history is whitewashed, after we assume that Native Americans gave over that land for free over dinner, uh, the dinner part wasn't even added to history until um, the descendants of the Mayflower added it in. Um, It was actually in a footnote in a publication, just one sentence about there being a dinner. Um, And even then it didn't become a national holiday until the civil war. Yep. Which is sad. It was declared a national holiday after everything, after all the torture and all the the super super bad things that people don't want to talk about exactly. and I didn't know until probably I didn't know until like sixth grade kind of because I was just taught 
the pilgrims oh and then turkey and then like oh they all came together and had peace and decided to eat together that's why we have thanksgiving but then when i went into like deeper history and like different like um culture's history that's when i learned and i got so sad i was like wow yes yes i i hated i hated how they um secluded the native americans and they would call them indians that's another thing that made me kind of mad like how are you going to call them indians when it's not even there's two different things you have people who are actually in India and speak different languages and then another one that speaks a different language but it's not even of that kind of like group right Americans they were here in America and I don't even like like I could be totally wrong in this but I don't think indigenous peoples like being called Native Americans either that's also true. That's very true. Because, like, of the native part, like, yeah, they, we they all know they're native to this land. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's not. Like you That's true. You don't so, have to brag it in their face. Yeah. In a way. Exactly. But like all of that, all of that combined history, just the like, I I talk about this in my research paper um which again my research paper was on the missing and murdered indigenous women and girls epidemic um but like how we have a tendency to erase indigenous people Mm -hmm. um and not just their culture or their history but them themselves um we also see this in black history um where there's a total erasure like it's it's again like with that whitewashing um and so being able to recognize that there is an erasure going on we need to also recognize that there are other histories here Mm -hmm. um like with thanksgiving and i don't think we should partake in Thanksgiving because there's like it's a fake holiday basically yeah and then you follow it with the consumerism part which we get into later yeah so I did I did learn that there was a European Thanksgiving um but it had to do with like fasting and prayer and I think it was either a Protestant or Catholic holiday mm-hmm. um but it, I, like from what I read it didn't really say which which one one <laughs> oh okay well I'm like Roman Catholic so there are some holidays where you for people I don't I I don't anymore um it's like not required but they told me like it was required that you had to like fast just to give you know thanks or like appreciation towards something yeah like you would give up like for like an easter or in april yeah like you would fast <laughs> give up something like chocolate for the whole time until yeah, lint. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, that Lent. I, like, I think it starts in March or March? February. It, it, it's after oh. Mardi Gras. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's Fat Tuesday, Ash Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am not Catholic. Basically. No. Well, I am non denominational, but I do know this. <laughs> no problem. Okay. And then, um, where's my part? So, another thing I wanted to add in um, when you're talking about the um, your research paper and your research on women and like the missing women. Um, I did found something that I was just like on YouTube and I was like doing some research and then I remember this one. I think it was Teen Vogue. Let me find it. It was Teen Vogue and then another one was Cut. Are you familiar with Cut? Cut? Yeah. yeah. It was a Thanksgiving episode that they kind of did. And mm-hmm. it was uh, Native Americans on their view on Thanksgiving. And it was specifically with, um, if I remember correctly, there was women in there. And they were talking about how it's full of lies, sadness, and inaccuracy, um, yep. which was which is more of an eye-opener. Um, but when I watched it, it made me just get into my feels because this is what actual people feel like on a certain day that wasn't even declared by them and they kind of just like live through it every single year and they have to be like they have to remember that oh my people died this day or you know same with and, columbus day yeah that's like, <laughs> make me mad from what i remember columbus went to central america he did not come to north america no just one one and yet we recognize him and Mm. he butchered millions him him and his crew butchered millions of indigenous people Mm -hmm. um and they get praised for it yeah for founding founding lands that they weren't even supposed to go to and it's not even it's not even there they don't have the right to just like you, you can't like you can't I don't I don't know how expeditions work uh, <laughs> but if people are already settled there you didn't find the land for years <laughs> yeah. they're there for a reason and then if you're just gonna come up and be like oh this is mine now off with your head right that's pretty dumb yeah like you can just go to someone's house and be like no this is my house now and then you just get rid of them like what no you don't do that exactly so So let's go to the consumerism part like why so black friday wasn't even like a holiday at all until the 1950s when it was considered a shopping holiday yeah i have have a timeline here (laughs) i don't i don't know and i have a few statistics which i thought it was interesting because i do work in the medical field and every Black Friday there is 
always something that comes in and we're like, oh, it doesn't surprise us. Because you know how people are like, oh, I must get that like six inch or like whatever. Yeah. And then they come in with like a busted head or <laughs> arm and they're all bleeding. And we're like, okay. And we have to get to them like ASAP. This is a phrase anatomy episode, just saying. <laughs> yeah. I won't get into like the bloody part, but just the statistics, crazy. This here is over here. Oh no. Black Friday. It's here. Oh, there. Found it. Ha ha ha. Found it. So, started in from my source here Black Friday, 1869. Speculators try and fail to corner the gold market, causing stocks to plummet and market crash. Then in 1924, that's when Macy's did the first Thanksgiving parade and established the, the Friday after Thanksgiving. About that. A big holiday shopping day. In the 1960s, it was, um, they made the term Black Friday to be established because people filled the streets and then all these shopping deals and then in 1980 it was seen as red for like lost like basically they called it like the red and then it went to black for like profit Mm -hmm. and then after that it was just the anticipation of like oh people coming and like online shopping and all that so let me just share a statistic. So in 2017, um, 7.9 billion in online sales oh and 5 billion, five and three cents. I think I read that right. Basically five, five, five billion. Cents? Yeah, three cents. <laughs> so there's three cents. Oh my god. On Black Friday and on Thanksgiving, it was 2.87 billion. On Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving. A holiday that's supposed to be filled with thankfulness and family time. Yeah, that's one of the I have a big issue with Thanksgiving, although I do like the idea of spending time with my family, which I can do like every other day. But this one yeah. is yes, a big day for everybody because it was declared by President Lincoln. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> we liked you until then. <laughs> and then last year, um, where is it? Black Friday, 14 billion online, 9 billion on Black Friday, and 5 billion in thanksgiving so that's that and then during the week of thanksgiving Mm -hmm. last year um it was three the average spend shopper spent 311 dollars 75 cents yeah and then 2000 and that that was last year it was last year during a pandemic 
Yeah, it's crazy because you have that. We had we yeah. had pandemic. People were complaining about job loss. No money. Toilet paper. Toilet paper. Like <laughs> there's no toilet paper. Yeah. Um, and yet you spent three hundred dollars the week of Thanksgiving when you had just. Yeah, it's mind blowing. I don't even. I don't know. That's what. That's my statistics, and that's from the NRF. I'm like, okay. Yes. Like, I thought no one had money. <laughs> yeah, and then it says, um, yeah, through those that that week, um, it drew in one hundred and eighty-six point four million U.S. shoppers. Yes. Again, from the NRF. And I'm like, wow, that was just last year. And there was a lot going on last year. You know what's insane? Yeah. Like, I wonder, because weren't, weren't COVID cases high around then? Yes. It's it was, happening again now. Where COVID was, cases yeah, are high. November. Because of the holidays, because everyone's going shopping and probably forgetting to put masks on and not washing their hands and True. Yes. aren't vaccinated. It went up during the holidays. And it goes up during the holidays. Like the, um, what was it? Like, I don't know. What is it called? No. Like the traveling, like the travel industry. Uh-huh. It went boom. Real quick. Yeah. Just that week. Yeah. That's, oh, oh my goodness. It's crazy. I don't know. And then um, let's go back. Let's go back to the other statistics for um, physicians. So Medicare, um, because last year I remember it was full that week. Just the thing, it was full. We had no beds, like almost no beds. Just in the yeah, year. probably with injuries and then also COVID cases. Yeah, we had, yeah, it was separated, but it was a lot. Let me, so, um, um, but the big thing, uh, I have a timeline that was going, it's a really long timeline from mm-hmm. 2006. So it's like the main, um, Basically, what what was covered through the media for Black Friday. Um, this does not include um, what happens um, behind the scenes. So, the biggest one from last year, there were two shot and killed in Northern California mall, in a mall on Black Friday. That was last year. And then, I didn't have anything for 2000. 19 which i guess was pretty good 2018 there was a couple so we have one dead two wounded in alabama mall shooting um one of them was a 12 year old girl another one was um another mall shooting in memphis oh my god yeah and then um uh, macy's in destiny usa um let me just look at look, look at that real quick destiny USA. new york so in new york uh 
Two people stab. And then these, these are all in the malls. A man was wounded inside New Jersey Mall. Black Friday in a shooting, and then a man who was 27 years old died in the parking lot. Oh my god! In South Keys, this is crazy. Because how are you going to have a holiday? It's all about giving thanks, and then you're killing people. Yeah, it's crazy what people actually do for money and for materialistic things. Yeah. Oh my god. Like a 12-year-old kid in Alabama. Yeah. Killed because someone wanted something. I don't know. A Christmas gift. <laughs> Life is not that oh, it's that, really fun. Yeah. It just shows that an item is more important than human life. Yeah, and that human life made that product or that item. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think we should, I think us feminists should boycott not only Thanksgiving, but also Black Friday. And probably Cyber Monday, even though most of the time Cyber Monday is just you at home in the computer, but still. But then you also think about like... um, but it's still consumerism right after a holiday. That's true. And like all the companies are like, oh, I got to make a sale. And then they make like a, I don't know, like an ad or, you know, how to make money. But exactly. it's hard. It's very hard, especially if you're working in sales or like just that industry alone. Because yeah. of course you need to make money. Retail, like, retail during that time is crazy. Yeah. I don't I don't miss working in retail. Me too. I don't miss it at all. But like, yeah, if it, listeners, if you want to do Christmas shopping, do it early. <laughs> like in June. Like be like my grandparents. Ask for people's Christmas lists in June and do your shopping before Thanksgiving and Black Friday. That's true. And be smart about it. Be smart. Budget. And budget. Yes. <laughs> That's big. It's 300 and something dollars for the average person yeah. last year. Yeah. Is not budgeting. No, that's really sad. You have to really. For. I mean, that means they used almost all of their $1,200 that they got from the government. Like mine went, went to rent. <laughs> me, too. me too and school <laughs> and school um and, and school yeah rent and school in manchester yeah same <laughs> <laughs> like, i did not use it on christmas gifts usually my only christmas gift last year was a pair of pajamas nice and then it matched with all my siblings they matched yeah Oh, that's so. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but yeah, so I think is that our show today? Should end it with not so not so depressing. <laughs> this entire show has been depressing. We yeah. are sorry. 
We but will then try. In reality, which is sad. We can always fix it by educating ourselves on Thanksgiving and thinking about, like, reflecting on what we can do with our families or anybody that you yeah. consider family. Um, reach out to resources um, whenever you need to or a close friend. Um, and and not take people, things granted. No, we people. know this is a day of mourning for you. So if you guys need a friend to talk to on this day of mourning, we are here. Um, you can join our Facebook group, which I will have in the um, little description. description, along with where you can sign up for voters registration. Yes. Um, and like you can join that you can read our untamed book um, and this one yeah that one because mine does not have a cover on it right now (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's a pretty blue though it is I'll take it out it's very pretty I love it and then you have do you have this gold yeah, go <laughs> pretty book. It's definitely a pretty book. I think that helps us get on our high note <laughs> from a very depressing subject. Yes. We will try to keep it more upbeat. That's why we have an upbeat tune. <laughs> because we know that most of our topics are not upbeat. Very uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable. Feminism makes you uncomfortable. And it's good. To be uncomfortable sometimes. Definitely. Thank awesome. you, Carol, for teaching us that uncomfortableness. Is yes. Good. <laughs> um, anyways, thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.